so I guess we'll get into it. Hi guys. I don't know why I always need to feel the need to say that. Hi guys, this is Danny. Or this, this is wait, did you change your name? No, do I say this is Black Chick Lit first? No, I think you say this is Danny, then I say this is Molly, and then you say this is Black Chick Lit, and then we go into the banter, and then we go into the book, and then we talk about what we're reading, and then we talk about <laughs> Thank you. I'm keeping all this in. I can't believe how many times I've done this and I got the order wrong. Okay. I'm Danny. You knew that already. And I'm Molly again. And this is Black Chiclet. Hi, guys. Hi. It's just been a while. It hasn't actually been a while since we recorded. Mm-mm. It just feels like it. Well, you went on Danny's big adventure. I did. <laughs> I got to go to KissCon in Chicago. Yay. Yay. I got to stay home and jealously <laughs> read your tweets. Let me tell you, I had no intention of tweeting the entire weekend i sat down in that chair and like some habitual muscle memory and i just started (laughs) sending out tweets i'm like oh i should take a photo oh i should write it up it was a lot of fun they just um it was nice and small it was in chicago near the airport oh nice well (laughs) i didn't leave that hotel for a solid 48 hours I was a mess come Sunday, y'all. I, like, had been breathing this recycled air because I hadn't been outdoors. I was hungover. <laughs> Sunday was a mess. But, uh, no, it was a lot of fun. I got to meet our podcast friends. I got to meet, like, Classy Green from um, Mocha Girls Read. Mm-hmm. I got to meet one half of Heaving Bosoms. <laughs> and I got to meet some other people who um, have heard of the podcast. So it was a lot of fun. Swim. What was the best part? Uh, oh, so after the party where they played Nelly, they played Nelly, guys. It was really weird. And Danielle uh, immediately texted I think you were on I, the dance floor. I, <laughs> you like, were like, well, they're playing Nelly. I tweeted it. I shit you not. They played Nelly. So uh, this party was sponsored by a canned wine company. And uh, they gave us a lot of free samples of canned wine. <laughs> and like, so we was hanging out. I got to hang out with like Alyssa Cole and Alicia Rye and some other like reader people. And we realized like halfway while we were hanging out of, we thought these wine drinks were like wine coolers or like beers <laughs> with like, you know, like a 6% volume alcohol, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 24%. <laughs> yeah. I had like three of them. <laughs> So we were like up till three. It was a lot of fun just like getting to hang out and talk to like two authors and just everyone was slightly drunk, slightly tipsy. It was cool. Um, and then there was I a saw your photo with um, Alyssa Cole and I was like, <laughs> finally, Danielle has done it. <laughs> you can die happy now. I think I've gotten a photo with her before. I think I met her at Book Riot, but she uh, wasn't wearing that power move dress. Mm-hmm. That's the dress from the cover of her newest book. I know. You talked about it <laughs> frequently. <laughs> I just can't get over, like, that's a power move. Like, yeah, I'm going to show up. That is a power move. <laughs> looking better than the cover of my own <laughs> book. Um, so that was pretty cool. I liked that it was small. There are like 600 people registered, but not everybody came on the same day. Mm-hmm. So it was like really manageable. That's Downside, nice. they did run out of books. <laughs> I spent more on food than I did books, which uh. was which was not the plan. <laughs> so um, the only other thing of note, and I already told Molly about this, was the ride home. <laughs> I took a lift and the lift driver was from Colombia. I learned I knew this because when I got in the car, he was listening to a psych a psychology lecture completely mm-hmm. in Spanish. Mm-hmm. And so I was just trying to ask him, like, oh, what are you listening to? He's like, Oh, I like psychology and I listen to this stuff. This is a Colombian psychologist, yada yada yada. So we uh-huh. listened to that for like three fourths of the ride. The last 15 minutes he starts playing music. 
And like at first it's like reggaeton stuff in Spanish. Sean Paul was on one, which was a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> that is a surprise. I didn't know Sean Paul was still out there like that. I didn't and then, and then the only English song, the only English song he played, the first line is this woman saying, I don't want no short dick man. <laughs> no teeny weeny <laughs> shriveled up short dick man. And I am sitting in the backseat of this car trying not to react because I don't know what I'll say or do. Well, I mean, he said it's time to get crawled. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it was such a surreal moment. And I, I feel like telling you all it now. I got, I'm going to play a clip. I feel like if you hear it. Ooh, play a clip. a clip if you hear it like hear the lyrics like it's just like he hasn't said a word to me he says he doesn't speak english he's been listening like all spanish the entire ride and the one the one song song that pops up he's like you know you know what i bet danielle would like (laughs) (laughs) or you know what she doesn't like you know (laughs) what what she she doesn't like you know what she doesn't need and and so i just had to get out of the car and i was like (laughs) that was like like, i think that was the last song as i was getting out and i was just (laughs) like bye it's like okay bye so so that was it yeah it was pretty good they ran out of books which was another so i know how you hear can you hear my cat crying i can i can she don't (laughs) i'm gonna let her in you're so nice to your cat i don't talk to my cat at all i just open the door and then turn and walk away i'm like you know what to do Oh, well, we have a lot. We have a deep connection, <laughs> a mental connection. I reach out to her with my mind, um, <laughs> and I think she reaches out to me. She says, "Open the door." Oh, my cat's sitting with her back to me right now. She's like, "Yeah, whatever." I already She's told like, you we had a tiff. So, oh yeah. <laughs> so I'm trying to think if there's anything else of importance about the weekend to say. I got some free books. I got Ooh. some early books, which is always good. I got like Beverly Jenkins' new book. Ooh. And I had her sign another chance at love, and she said, All right. "She said to tell you, hey." And she, <laughs> and then she looked at it and she was like, "Our pig farmer." I'm like, so disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> so that was pretty much it. It was a good weekend. I'm like, I need to go to more book things, but I'm yeah. also like really broke. <laughs> Ain't that the thing? <laughs> so, and then the problem is, I get all these books, and then it's like, how long is it going to take me to read them? Yeah, let's be true. real I mean it could be like that Twilight song where he's like oh, not fair it's not fair I mean like he could have found another pair of glasses though. I mean the end of the world just go find your just go find you a like what a lens crafter and just yeah. mess with things so you find something you met pull him off a corpse <laughs> <laughs> there's plenty oh didn't Jordan Peele's new Twilight Zone reboot it did. I haven't seen it. I, well, because it's on that CBS platform, so I've got to wait. Why. <laughs> One of them is on the YouTubes, but is I it? Don't. I'll go look for it. Did you hear about Disney's streaming platform? I think I'm going to get it because it's a lot cheaper than what I thought it was going to be. I heard about it, and you know, I was like, I seen all those movies, and I finally <laughs> got, I finally got my husband to watch uh, a goofy movie. And um, <gasps> what do you think? He said it was okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's the most heartbreaking. That's the most heartbreaking. Just okay. He said it was fine. <laughs> it's great. Um, he didn't like he didn't like all the sash sasquatch stuff. <laughs> think he could relate to you know the black struggle <laughs> when we saw that movie and uh max's principal was telling goofy like your son's gonna end up dead or in jail and you know goofy was like what do i do like he hasn't had that that, that um realization yet so what did he think of tevin campbell oh he liked it okay <laughs> but you know so do you remember his um uh uh his groomsmen uh, well, he was at that D20 thing where Tevin Kel- Campbell came out and they were like, they sang eye to eye and they <gasps> had all the dancing. He said it was pure joy. He said it was legitimately one of the happiest <laughs> moments he's ever experienced. As it would be in anyone's life, right? Like if Except I were at a for co- Frank, I guess. But <laughs> <laughs> it was fine. Did he just say like, like, yeah, it was fine. Yeah. And then we watched Emperor's New Groove finally. He That's said, a yeah. good movie. He didn't like that one either. He said it was fine. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So what's his favorite Disney movie? Well, he, before I came in to record, watched that new Star Wars trailer thrice. (laughs) (laughs) Is that like a Disney movie now? Like, do we have to lump that in? If I say my favorite Disney movie is A Force Awakens, does that count? (laughs) I think so. I'm not a fan. He watched it. He watched a um, reaction trailer, and then he was watching another reaction trailer. (laughs) And I was trying to complain that it looked like those Matthew McConaughey movies when he's, like, out in a car in a desert. Like, he's in a Lincoln, and he's (laughs) Also, the world. also Matthew McConaughey commercials because I think that's what he does anytime he's on screen, right? And he, it was like he was like laser focused. He would not even listen to my joke. <laughs> I'm just picturing you being like, "Hey, hey, hey, listen to my joke." Yeah, I was doing the whole hand movement. I was like, "He's like, hey, I'm gonna leak in. <laughs> I'm Ray," <laughs> and he just he would not react at all. And after I said, "Did you like my joke?" He said, "Yes," but I was trying to focus. <laughs> That it was so fine. I, that... <laughs> I confession. Uh-huh. <laughs> confession. I still have not seen the trailer. I have seen stills of Oscar Isaac from the trailer, and that's been plenty. Uh huh. Uh-huh. But I have not seen it. I've also stopped myself from seeing any further in-game trailers because they're showing too much of that now. Oh yeah. I I I can't remember. We saw Shazam, but I don't think there was an in-game trailer before that. I see. I'm kind of done with DC. I know they're like have gotten better. <laughs> but I was just like, you know what? I can't have two of these things in my life. And Marvel, Marvel has already made the investment. So that's true. Yeah. So Which, are we going to do a special episode like we did for the other one? Did we do? Oh, let's play by ear. Let's see. Yeah. We'll see how you came back. You're like, we need to discuss this. I just, the only thing I remember that episode is you like insisting, insisting everyone was dead insisting. and me still refusing. I mean, they're going to come back, I feel like. Yeah. um, They did. (laughs) Well, Loki has a poster, and I'm like, okay. Because, like, I thought for sure. Oh, he has a poster? He has, like, one of those. uh Uh-huh, like, those Avenge the Fallen posters. He's one of them. And then they revealed that Shuri died. Aw, Shuri died? Yeah. (laughs) She got dusted. Oh. So, so we'll see. It is going to be three hours, so, you know, you're going to have to cut off all liquids. Yeah, pee before you go. (laughs) 
Take you know what? Take your kids to pee before you go because I can say until I'm blue in the face, do not bring your three year old <laughs> to Deadpool and sit him next to me. You know, I know it's like the infantilization of adults thing. I'm an adult watching this superhero movie, da 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 da. But if it's, you know, eight, nine PM <laughs> like you know, they're making like decapitation jokes and stuff and your little kid is sitting there terrified and needs to go to the bathroom because they don't want to be there no more. Take- sit some sit anywhere else. You know, every, you know it doesn't have to every time be next to me. <laughs> I'm just like I plan not to. Ho- I want. I need to go to one of those 21 plus theaters. Is what I need to start doing. I love those oh, where they yeah. serve you alcohol and seats, so you have to be an adult to get in. Well, they serve alcohol at this theater, and it's just free for all. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's a theater in mind, and like in order for them to serve alcohol, I guess they card beforehand. So they're like, oh. everyone in the theater, like we know everyone in the theater is 21 and up, so we don't have to check. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Oh, they serve it at the seats. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, fun perk. No children. Let's go see Frozen in the 21 and up. <laughs> yeah. They just have, you know, Frozen Margarita Machine. Awesome. Right when you walk in. The awesome. <laughs> I did hear about the craziness. Did y'all get tickets to Endgame? Because apparently it was like trying to get tickets to Hamilton. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like, he might have gotten tickets. <laughs> You're like, I'll see it when I see it. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Like, I don't really know. I got tickets, but I didn't get it for opening night. I got them for the $5 Tuesday because I, I just don't see movies not on a Tuesday anymore. Did you go with us to see Watchmen on opening night? I did. Yeah, and those people behind us are like getting like. They were getting turned, and I was like, "Ooh!" There were a lot of nerds in that. A lot of a lot of nerds just just enjoying themselves. They did. They were really excited. Um, Extremely excited. I think I went because I read the book, and we're like, "Yeah, let's go do this." So it was okay. I didn't realize I went because I wanted to go to Sonic. (laughs) (laughs) I think that was my senior year, and I was just done. So I'm like, "Yeah, I'll go see Watchmen on the Thursday night and drink." Yeah, sure. Yeah. (laughs) um this we have no news so we're just gonna talk that's why we're just talking about ourselves um i'm trying to think if there's is any old news i don't oh you know what i realized it's a little bit too early we don't have a question Ooh. well you know what we've we've done this before not had a question at the top and then got it we'll get one we'll figure it out by the end this is a professional (laughs) we're froze at this so is there anything else do you want to just get into the book because i feel like we're gonna have lots to say yeah i say we just get into the book awesome so you're you all lucked out there was light banter in this episode so well, but some people really hate that <laughs> they hate that we that when we don't have banter or they hate when we do they hate any banter i feel like there are people yeah who are either pro banter and that's just how it is in all the podcasting yeah so i apologize <laughs> you know but you know maybe i'll start putting like you know book talk starts at and then the minute mark i mean you do you <laughs> um we'll figure it out so for this okay so as always spoilers this book's been out Mm -hmm. for not too long about two years i think it counted like 2017 Mm -hmm. we read my sister the serial killer by oyinkan braithwaite um Mm -hmm. and this is her first book but i looked her up and she had won some awards for her poetry Mm -hmm. which makes sense because there's a lot of poetry in this book that does make sense so um this was my second time reading it 
And I will say, before we get into it, I liked it the second time much better than the first time. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so we can do that. I have a synopsis, and then we will just get into it. Okay. So I don't know why. I feel like I need something before I just go to the synopsis. I really don't. Oh, <laughs> You should just shout, synopsis. <laughs> synopsis. Okay. Korede is a professional young woman living in Lagos, Nigeria, and her family life is relatively normal except for one thing. Her younger sister, Ayula, has killed three, possibly four, men. Each murder follows a similar pattern. Ayula uses her beauty to lure in potential boyfriends, dates them, and when she tires of them, stabs them to death, claiming self-defense. Korede, seeking some relief from these burdens, confesses to the murders to a patient at our hospital, assured in the fact that he will never wake up from his long coma. Did I say coma twice? Eh. To everyone's surprise, however, he does wake with some knowledge of what's been going on between the sisters. Corade and the man, Mutar, form an unlikely friendship, and he offers her his support should she ever decide to come clean. When Tade, Tade, an attractive- Tade. Tade. <laughs> I still want to say Tade, I'm telling you. <laughs> when Tade, an attractive young doctor and one of Corade's co-workers, eventually falls for Ayula, Corade does what she can to prevent the inevitable. But the doctor, turned off by what he perceives as Corade's jealousy- doesn't take her warning seriously, at least not until Ayula comes for him with her knife. In the end, Corday rejects Mutar's offer and continues to cover for her sister. After the incident with Ayula, Tade loses his medical license and Ayula moves on to her next boyfriend, aka victim number five. Mm. And so this book was wild. <laughs> <laughs> it's very short, but it packs a punch. Yeah. What were your initial thoughts? Um, so this is my first time reading it, and um, I remember, like, seeing the cover and hearing the, like, summary of it when it first came out. Mm-hmm. We were actually going to do this one last year. Oh, we were. We had pushed it back. But we pushed it back. Um, And so I, I, you know, didn't look too much into it after that. But I was actually, it wasn't what I was expecting when I read it. And yeah. I think that from... You know, what do they say? Don't judge a book by its cover. <laughs> but I think from like the cover and the the uh, synopsis and all that, I was expecting it to be like bigger and bolder and maybe a little bit more kind of in your face and a little bit more ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was like very just kind of subdued mm-hmm. and very like, and I like that kind of dreamy pose where like you're right in Corday's head because um, it's, I think... Uh, first person yes mm-hmm. present tense um so it's like what she's thinking and you know the chapters are very short and the descriptions are very short and we never actually see anything that's too action heavy we never yeah we never see any of the murders on screen quote unquote mm-hmm. it's always corridor re- learning about them yeah what were your initial reactions? Why do you think you liked it more this time than you did the first time? Well, I was going to sort of jump off something you said about how it wasn't mm. what you expected. And mm. when you go through the reviews on Goodreads, that's a lot of people. And I had that same thought when I first read it. I think I thought it would be more like a dark comedy. Yeah. I thought it'd be like, it has funny moments, but I thought it'd be like more like like more more comedic. The tone would be comedic. It'd be funnier. It's yeah. sort of like... um. This, I don't know why this is the example that comes to mind, but did you see the trailer for Black Klansman? Uh, yeah, I think so. And then did you see the movie Black Klansman? I did not. Oh, the trailer makes it look like this kind of like wacky undercover brother, like 
we're we're like subverting and breaking into the KKK, y'all. And then you see the movie and it's like heavy. It's still slightly funny, but, but it's, it's heavier. Heavy. And so this is how that felt. Like, I feel like with the blurbs and with the cover and like all the the way people yeah. talked about it, it felt like this really like dark comedy. Yep. My sister's a serial killer. Yuck, yuck, yuck. <laughs> and then in the end, yeah. it's like really this like dark and heavy examination of like these two sisters and their really dysfunctional relationship. Yeah. And like how women are like you know pushed to the brink by men and never trusted and yeah you know life is terrible and inescapable and i (laughs) unless someone hits you with a cane and i think reading it the second time knowing that's how it was going to be i got to like read it for it and i think Mm -hmm. i liked it better because if you focus less on like the serial killing part and more on like oh these are two sisters with a really bad relationship and just read about how ridiculous this relationship is it's really good because she does a really good job at like showing how fucked up both of them are they are really <laughs> fucked up they are both messed up and they're it's a really unhealthy family and like the whole thing is nuts so i just yeah. kind of liked it there was one moment where i actually laughed out loud though oh there was a couple what was your moment um when because i listened to this on audible um when um at the very end after um Ayula is in the hospital after Tade stabs her and she's like recounting what happened. And she says, you know, uh, he came after me and then I had the knife and then like he stabbed me and then he yelled, uh, oh no, Corday was right. <laughs> she does like a funny voice. And like reading that, like her little description of like what happened and how she was like, you know, that's what she focused in on. I was kind of like, I kind of wish this was from Ayula's perspective. Oh my gosh. Ayula does not give a shit. She does not give a shit about, oh, that and when she's eating the ice cream. The sister of one of her boyfriends, like, is that crying. That she murdered. Yes, that she, she murdered. murdered, is crying because she has just learned that Corday and Ayula were the last to see her brother alive. Mm-hmm. And so, like, they're talking. And not just that, but she's, like, coming to terms with the fact that he's dead. Right. So Ayula's like, you don't think, you think he's dead? And this woman breaks down and like Ayula has to hug her. And like the scene ends with her just looking at her ice cream as it melts. <laughs> she even like, she, she takes like one last look of the ice cream and then she goes to hug her. Yeah. And then she's like looking at the ice cream, like and while you, it's melting. <laughs> you get the impression that she probably just sighed. It was like, it was like, ah, oh, there goes my ice cream. Ayula. Um, well, and there's a line, we're getting into it, we'll get back to it, but there's just a line before that where, like, Corday talks about how she has taught Ayula that when people are grieving, you stop what you're doing and listen to them. <laughs> you stop eating, I think. <laughs> what he was doing. It was funny. My um, favorite... Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, the line that made me laugh was when they're trying to get their story right about what happened to Femi, the first... Not mm-hmm. the first man Ayula kills, but the first man... We're Where introduced we open to kind of the story. Yeah, we open on the story. And so they're trying to get their story straight. And so, um, and it's been discovered that Corede and her, she had been seen at the at his house. So mm-hmm. Cor- they're trying to get their story. She's like, Ayula's like, so how about we say, I called you over because he wanted you to intervene between us. I wanted to end things and he thought you could convince me not to. And then Corede mm-hmm. is like, well, how about we say he wanted to end things and you wanted me to intervene between the two of you and you were just too embarrassed to say. And she's like... <laughs> Would people believe that, though? And the coordinator's just like, get out. <laughs> yeah. And then later, like, that's the story they go with. And yeah. the cop's like, he wanted to break up with you? <laughs> that's what Because she's so beautiful. No one would ever break up with her. Which I got a yeah. little, that got a little tiresome. Like, yeah. Are men that dumb? I guess maybe they are. Have you seen um, Killing Eve? No. 
Um, first of all, I would highly recommend it. It's very, very good. But it's about like a female serial killer. Uh-huh. And um, she reminds me a lot of Ayula, but you do get to see from her perspective. And I guess I was expecting this to be a little bit more like that. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, that uh, dark comedy. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I think outside of the few moments we mentioned, the rest is just kind of kind of sad. Yeah. Oh, and the I really prefer roses. Oh, I yeah. really prefer roses. She gets her roses. So the book opens. So we've got these two sisters, Corday and Ayula, and they've mm-hmm. had kind of a messed up childhood. Mm-hmm. Which I think plays a role in both of their just their fuck up itness. Yes. Corday feels very, very protective of Ayula. She says multiple times throughout the book that Ayula is her responsibility. She has mm-hmm. to protect her. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. And that's sort of when you see their childhood, it makes sense. They had a very violent I don't know if it's drugs. Do they ever say, is he just abusive? He's not alcohol. It's no drugs. He's just an abusive Yeah, I think he's just a asshole. jackass. Yeah. yeah. He, he beats them. He cheats on their mother flagrantly. He brings his oh, like yeah. side pieces to the house. To the house while they're sleeping. And yeah. then like the mom's screaming, get out. And then he like punches the mom or he throws her into a wall. He throws her into a wall. And then the lady's like, uh, haha, my boyfriend. And I'm like, bitch, like this is his wife and kids. It's messed up. It's messy. He's messy. It's and so he's messy. got he's got a cane and he's got a knife. And both those things <laughs> kind of lead play, to a lot of men's downfall. Yes, they play a big role. So when the book starts, Ayula has just called Corday because she has killed boy man number three, Femi. Mm-hmm. And so they have to clean up and get him out. And so that's like the first, like what, 10, 20% of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just weird how she feels like she has to jump into action to help. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't want to like put anyone on the spot or anything, but like <laughs> if a family member of mine, you know, called and said, I need you to help me move this body, you know, we'd have to be real, real close. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, no, don't drag me into this. Cause then I'm getting what accessory or what, at least hiding. Isn't there like just disposing of the body improperly? Isn't that on its own a charge? Yeah accessory to murder you know i don't need all that all kinds of things yeah shit i just don't want to be carrying nothing heavy (laughs) (laughs) they do describe how like they have to like wrap him up in a sheet and they decide to take the elevator because the stairs are just too much it's like and this is gonna sound made up but it's like for real like the agreement that i have with everyone in my life it's like don't ever ask me to come pick you up from the airport and i won't ever ask you to pick me up from the airport so extend that to <laughs> dropping off dead bodies i'm not gonna do it <laughs> don't ask me to move your couch don't ask me you know there's <laughs> lots of things i'll do for you but the airport and moving bodies i can't do it heavy things in particular heavy things and i can't do it um so let's talk about <laughs> What do you think happened? Like, so when we're introduced, we're told like, so Ayula has this thing where she's like, oh, well, they came after me. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously that's not the case. Yeah. So like, Ayula you- is like, so uh, uh, Corday goes over and he's like lying on the ground. And there's like a lot of like very poetic descriptions of this dude, like dead on the ground. And I think he's in the bathroom and he's been stabbed in the back. And so she's like, what happened? And Ayula's like, well, he started attacking me. And then she's like, but he stabbed in the back. And she's like, well, and then she's like, what were you doing with that knife in the bathroom? And she's like, 
don't get caught up in the details. <laughs> she is like, she's just like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We gotta, we gotta move. <laughs> At one point, Akora, the, after this court day, is like, you know what? I should probably hold on to that knife. <laughs> Ayula is multiple times just like, nah. She's like, I'm gay. <laughs> so she stabs him multiple times and it's like, they have to wrap him up. There was something, oh, this is what I wanted to say. Right before Ayula calls Corday. We get this really good description about how Corday was just about to sit down to eat. I highlighted <laughs> it. I highlighted it because she does such a good job at telling you like how ready she was. I'm going to read this because it read spoke it. to me. I was about to eat when she called me. I had laid everything out on the tray in preparation. The fork was to the left of the plate, the knife to the right. I folded the napkin into the shape of a crown and placed it at the center of the plate. The movie was paused at the beginning credits and the oven timer had just rung when my phone began to vibrate violently on my table. By the time I get home, the food will be cold. And like, look. <laughs> you felt that in your soul. I felt that like the writing is really descriptive and that got me like, oh no, I don't care if you're my <laughs> sister. The movie was lined up. The food was hot the from the oven. Was, the oven had just... <laughs> she was ready to sit she had a napkin maybe you no know, like her hair was probably in a soft scarf she probably had her robe on she might have had like a glass of something some wine you know, her face was washed her makeup was off she was all moisturized she's gonna sit down watch this movie and wouldn't you know it i just i cannot even begin to express to you how much that paragraph <laughs> spoke to me <laughs> i was like oh no so they get his body down and they just like throw him over a bridge yeah. <laughs> into the ocean. And this sort of like haunts Ayula for the rest. Femi, for some reason, of all the men her sister has murdered, he's the one that seems to stick with her the most. Yeah. Even though she doesn't meet him. Yeah. And Which she I reads found his... interesting. Well, yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. I guess I could see it. They're too grown. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Me, my sister, she got her husband. We lived in different cities, so I don't know if I would have met. I don't know. Um, but uh, she reads his Oh, poems. I just thought, thought it was interesting because she definitely kills the other boyfriend who she met. Uh-huh. But he doesn't kind of haunt her the same way that Femi does. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's a good point. And the way the potential murder, a.k.a. food poisoning. <laughs> yeah. Which we'll get to. We'll get to that. Um, what was I going to say? I can't even remember. Um... But though they clean up the house and she cleans mm-hmm. really well and she gets all the blood. She's she seems really proud by her ability to like clean up a murder scene. I was gonna say at one point when her car gets taken by the police and she's like, the only blood they'll find there is any blood they spill themselves. Yeah. She definitely has a thing for being clean that mm-hmm. kind of borderlines on being maybe a little obsessive. Yes. Because like when she's in the hospital and poor Muhammad. <laughs> I don't know, Muhammad sounded stank. <laughs> Muhammad did sound stank. But he didn't deserve to go out the way he did. He didn't. But at the same time, like if he was using the dirty water to clean, then he needed to get on that. Yeah. Muhammad is, I guess, just a janitor at the hospital she works at. Mm -hmm. And he like, he, she says multiple times he smells bad and she doesn't understand why the other women in the hospital are fighting over him. Right. Um, I had a thing and it's totally gone. Oh, she reads Femi's poetry. Yeah. And that comes up multiple times. So, um, around, so this, it's really hard to talk about this book linearly because it sort of like overlaps multiple points. So, um, the next character though, that we're introduced to is Mutar, who is the coma patient. (laughs) And like, we knew this guy was going to reading it. I was like, this guy's going to wake up. Yeah. (laughs) 
because she just spills everything to him about the murders. She could have gone to the morgue is all I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) They were guaranteed not to wake up. He's sitting here with an active, (laughs) he's sitting here with active brain, like brain activity happening. And she's just, my sister murdered another man. Yeah. Another man. I was cleaning up. I threw that body over the bridge. We talked. Oh my God. You should have been there. It's just so funny. So do we, I want to talk about, let's just get to the quote unquote love triangle. Cause yes. I feel like this is the meat of it between yeah. Tade, Aula and Korode. What did you think about Tade? I liked him at the beginning. And then it's like, you did the same thing. Cause, cause then you like, she, Korode likes him. And we're seeing all this through Korode's point of view. Mm-hmm. And she describes him very well. Like she talks about how there's a little girl coming to get a shot and she's scared. And so he sings to her and she says, you know, it's easy to fall in love with a man whose voice sounds like the ocean. Or is there anything more beautiful than a man with a voice like an ocean? So she sort of like really romanticizes him and he's kind and he's caring. But then he meets Ayula and he just yeah. sort of becomes another man. And this is what Ayula says. She's like, he just yeah. wants a pretty face. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was, I thought she did a really good job with that. Cause like at first, like you really do like him and you're kind of like, oh, um, Cause you can see it coming from a mile away that I was going to be like interested in him and then, you know, make an attempt on his life. And you're kind of like, huh? Is she? I felt like if, um, I felt like he was sort of making his, you know what I mean? Like she would not have actively gone. She wouldn't have cared either way. I think if he had not pursued her, she wouldn't have paid him any additional Oh, I agree. Interest. Yeah. I guess it, uh, like story plot line wise, yeah. you knew that they were going to, that's where it was headed. And so at first I was kind of like, oh shit, like, Tade, get out of there. But then there's, like, that scene where um, uh, Corday goes to him and, like, confesses and is like, you know, she's gonna try to hurt you, she's killed before, and Tade gives, like, the most, like, ain't shit, like, response ever. He's like, you're so fucking jealous of your sister, and it's so ugly on you, and I can't believe you're so horrible. And he's saying, like, all these, like, terrible things to her. Yeah, he's like why, are you, like, like, why aren't you supporting of your sister? Why would you lie like this? It's like, you know, like, yeah. you ain't shit, Tade. <laughs> he was like, this is why she has so many problems with men, because she has uh, a family that can't support her. And it's like, you know, the only thing that Corday really seems to care about besides, like, bleach is, <laughs> like, her sister. Um, so I think that that, like, cut her so deep. I was kind of like, and you feel it so viscerally. I was kind of like, yeah. that's where I was like, you can't help a fool. Like, you if can. you want to chase after her Tade, then you just go ahead. And I just truly stopped caring if you lived or died. <laughs> well, yeah, because, like, you're rooting all for because it's obvious Corday likes him. Because she talks about, like, how, like, she tries to. She tries to set it up so they have lunch together sometime. She cooks for him, which is a lot, in my opinion. Yeah, and she's, and, like, waiting to go back to a restaurant around the corner with him. And yeah. Just waiting for him to make his move and see how wonderful she is. Yeah, because it's implied Corday is a lot plainer than her sister. Yeah. Like, so, that's when, so much so that when her sister shows up, the co-workers are like, oh, are you two related? <laughs> like, that's your sister? That's some shady shit. <laughs> Her coworkers are shady as fuck. Like the one who was selling the purses and like the two that were the fighting shoes. over All of them are the one girl who's like, oh, when she wears the makeup that one day to work and they're all like, who are you trying to be cute for? I felt that too. I was like, oh, that's embarrassing. Oh, yeah. when you wear something new and people point it out. Why are people like that? 
oh, people are the worst. Or when Tade's <laughs> like, what's wrong with your face? And then uh, he's like, mm, I think I like you better without the makeup. Yes. And then oh, she goes and like washes it off. <laughs> or when she tries to walk out, like switching her hips. And he's like, is there something wrong with your leg? <laughs> oh, she tries so hard. But once Ayula comes to the picture, Tade is like head over heels in love. Yeah, even his though, head's turned all the way around. Yeah, even though he knows absolutely nothing about her. And Cordy yeah. even calls him out on this. She's like, what do you know about her? I thought that was a really good scene. Yeah. yeah. He's, she's like, she's special. <laughs> she's like, don't, you don't even know the half of it. You don't even know, boo-boo. So what did you think of the ring scene? I, that made me so mad. That made me so mad. When he showed her the ring or when she destroyed it? Which, so let's just, I guess, let's back up. So Tade wants to propose to Ayula. Uh-huh. They've met for maybe, they've known each other for, what, two weeks, it felt like, at this time? Yeah. And she, he shows he shows Corday the ring, and that's when she tells him, she's going to hurt you. And he's like, I know she walks out on, I know she's walked out on me, blah, blah, blah. She's like, no, she will hurt you. Yeah. Physically. Now, and so is that's, this before or after she goes to uh, Saudi Arabia? This is, I believe, after. Okay. Because he's like, I know about the other men, which we'll get to, we'll get to Saudi Arabia. She's yeah. like, because he's like, I know about the other men, but like, you know, I can make her, for some reason, I guess he thinks he can make this stick. He can fix her, yeah. Yeah. And that's when we get the whole, you're just jealous speech. And at some point, I think she's just, I don't know if it's out of jealousy or if she's really trying to protect Tade. She breaks into his office, steals the ring, trashes the office and makes it look like it was stolen. Yeah. And then Mohammed takes the fall. <laughs> and Mohammed takes the fall. And it's like, because like just out of the blue, one of her messy coworkers was like, it's Mohammed because he's poor and he smells bad. <laughs> and so like the other girl, like there's one coworker in his corner, like that's terrible. That's terrible. And Tade's not really saying anything. They end up firing Mohammed. And later he calls her in and he's like, Tade calls Ayula, or Tade calls Corday in. I don't think he, he called her in. I think she just... She's like, I got to check in and see what she's, she can't uh, contain. Yeah. She needs to know what's happening. But he says, um, funny thing that they only <laughs> took the ring and not any of like the drugs or I think he had some alcohol in there or nothing. But the only thing that they took was the ring. And, and she she's was like, the, yeah, that's funny, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, you were the only one I told about the ring. She's like, crazy. She's like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and so was this before the birthday party? They throw this like party for the dad. Yeah, I thought was that a birthday party or was that like I thought that was like <laughs> his death day celebration. Oh, that's really dark. Maybe it was just an anniversary party. It was some kind of like party to honor like ten years that he had been gone. Okay, I think that that was the the significance of it. And you're right, that happened way before this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is part of the end of the book i guess we haven't talked too much about like ayula herself we have it if we're going I, character by character i kind of loved her she really genuinely does not give a shit she's she a true not. psychopath there are multiple times in the book where corday has to be like you can't post that selfie you're supposed to be mourning your <laughs> missing boyfriend and she's like why i look cute <laughs> it's like so many and those are the funniest times when she wants to like she t- takes a picture of her mom and a cute selfie. She just wants to put it on her Snapchat. Yeah. I like the scene where her, like, when they first introduce her and the mom, and they're, like, taking, like, 20 selfies, <laughs> 25 <laughs> selfies or something, and that's, like, all they do. And Corday's sitting like, they're, like, you know, dying a little bit inside. <laughs> She's just murdered a man. Her third man. Well, how did you find their mother? The mother, ugh, I didn't like the mother. I felt like she's so clueless. 
she doesn't add or take anything away. I don't know. She's there to be like, I don't know. I can feel like, like the aunt played a role. I feel like the aunt I hated the dad. I hated the mother was just kind of there. I felt kind of sorry for her. Yeah. She's kind of absent. Maybe that was like the point. Like she's on the ambient after the, that is she was drugged off. Yeah. And when she came back, like her whole kind of thing was, she just wanted like her daughters to get married. She wanted Ayula to get married. Well, and yeah. I like that scene where Courtney is like, because marriage works so well for you. And I was like, Ooh. yikes. <laughs> you ain't go you're to wrong, go. but you're right, girl. <laughs> you ain't got to go like that, Courtney. Maybe she did. Because you know what? That was after she told her all the fucked up things that Ayula had been doing. And the mom was still like, I don't believe it. So it was like, you had that one coming, boo. I forget the mom's name. Everyone's boo today. I think they just called her mum. I, yeah. I don't know if I saw her name. Uh, I try to think what else Ayula. Ayula, we were told, is very pretty, very pretty, but also just like kind of messy. She she just doesn't give a shit. It is yeah. <laughs> about like too much of it. She has her clothing line and a and YouTube channel. We know it seems like she actually kind of like um, Corday. It seems like she actually has some genuine affection for her sister. I think she does. Because it's like, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, she likes to hang out with her sister. She likes to hang out. She likes to be around her sister. Because I don't really think like she came to the hospital in the first place to do anything but to be around her sister. Right. (laughs) Um, And then like when they have the the celebration for the dad, like she makes the matching outfits. Um, Yeah. She makes sure to make an outfit that flatters her sister. That's Um, true. I thought that was sweet. The mermaid dress. And she's like, it's a very flattering cut on me. Yeah. Yeah, so, and it seems like, and even at the end, when, um, you know, Tati stabs her, like, she spins a story so expertly and quick <laughs> that, like, puts it all on Tate because he said, uh, you know, he was bad talking the sister and, like, exonerates both of them. And it's, like, at every point, like, I guess she had, she had Corday's back, even though she was asking her to, to help her conceal all these bodies. Well, I mean, she says at one point, like, you've got to pick a side. It's either. Yeah. So I think that what seems to be really tight in this family is like, they don't say use this word specifically, but like loyalty. Loyalty. Like, Cordy is there for her sister and Ayula knows it, which is why she's able to act a fool. Right. And I think she does feel some sort of way in the reverse. I think so. <laughs> even though it's really messed up. Yeah. Because even when the flowers, when the mom was going off on the flowers, when. Uh... Oh, yeah. Because she. Corday ripped them up. Sends. Yeah, and Corday rips them up. And uh, the mom says, did you do it? And Corday's like, no. And then she turns on the house girl, which I found like very, you know, every time she showed up, I was like, oh. Poor little girl. <laughs> Poor girl. Um, she, she just is always giving Corday juice. Um, <laughs> and so the mom rips it to the house girl. And then Ayula's like, oh, I did it. Yeah, she takes so the So she blame. definitely, yeah. I don't know. She's an interesting character. Well, she also at some point, because defi- Tade, after his he ain't shit moment, tries uh-huh. to come back and apologize. Mm-hmm. And he tells Corday that Ayula tells her that, you know, like sisters fight and like they don't get along. Because that's, that's why he apologizes because Ayula is sort of like, well, you know, sisters are complex and that's how relationships are. Yeah. That would have been a conversation to hear, man. <laughs> seriously so your sister like, told you know, me you murdered people you know how girls fight because <laughs> it's just a mess i don't i just i kind of liked her even though i felt like i should hate her like she yeah. just didn't give a shit and it was so she great. didn't I, I i definitely ended up 
liking her more. Like it was terrible what she did. Oh, it, definitely. I do not condone murder. I want to say that now. We do not. We're not pro murder. But it was just funny. But as a character, she was. I think she was maybe a little bit more compelling than Corday. Yeah. Well, I mean, Corday was. Corday's funny and just that. Like, why is she working so hard to go along with it? I don't know. It's just wild. Yeah. Corday was, Corday was very interesting also. Like, she had this very kind of, like, well-ordered, kind of regimented life. Like, mm-hmm. she liked what she liked. Like, I think back to that scene that she read. You know, she liked doing things in a certain way. She liked being clean. She liked working at the hospital. She liked doing this. She liked doing that. And if she, you know, didn't have the sister, she probably would be that person who's just very happy, like just doing exactly what they do and um, not straying too much and maybe has a little crush on someone at work, but never really goes after it. Um, But yeah, she, it was, it was an interesting perspective, especially for this type of book. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's probably why so many people were surprised because you think it's going to be like, Oh, the sister and she's going to like freak out and do all this stuff. But no, she's just like, get the bleach and we'll clean it up. And then I'm going to go to work. I do think like, now that you say it, that does seem to be a thing that I was not expecting. I did not expect the sister to go with it. So like, she's not an accomplice, but she does like, and I don't know the difference between an accomplice and an accessory, but she does just sort of go along with it. Yeah. Much more easily than I thought she would. Yeah. She doesn't, I guess this is number three, but like she doesn't freak out. She doesn't like, how could you do this? She does try to get that knife and never <laughs> succeeds. And she, she doesn't have any of those moments. She's just like, okay, we got to clean this up and we got to take care of it. Yeah. And it's just, that was a surprise. And that makes yeah. you just, it kind of hits how it just effed up. That last scene is kind of scary. Yeah, seriously. Where, um, um, Ayula has a new boyfriend. And she just kind of walks in and she's like, it's interesting with the prose too, because it's getting like more and more kind of abstract. Like it starts off like, you know, very detailed, but by that time, like it's just some guys in the house and she's just walking down and they're all just kind of laughing and she's like, here we go again. Yeah. Like she's getting more and more disconnected from herself because she knows that this is just, she's picked a side. Yeah. This is what her life is going to be. And we don't even know this man's name. So he's just Mm-mm. like another faceless man. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about Dubai? yeah (laughs) oh Uh, at some point okay i'll just set at some point um i think whilst dating quote-unquote dating tade uh old boyfriend sugar daddy from Ayula's past shows up and he's like oh i'm gonna take let's go on a vacation and they go to dubai they just leave and corey has no fucking clue where they are and she's like, she had never even heard of this man, apparently. Yeah. So and he's like, she knows he's married, though. She could yeah. tell that by looking at his fin- his ring finger. Oh, yeah. Um, she even says it. And he's like so slimy when he comes to the house because he's like, uh, make me some tea or something. And he's like, don't spit in it. And she's like, I can see, you know, the tan line on your ring finger. And he's like, whatever. <laughs> and so she comes back. And Ayula comes back home and she's like all tan and she's like, oh, I just got my vacation. So she's all tan. She's like head to toe designer. Like her dra- her dreads are relocked. Like I know. She's looking good. She said her skin was like real clear. And Dorothy's like, how was it? She's like, it was great, except he died. Yeah. <laughs> and like, oh no, it was fine, except he died. Just except like that. And that's how just she like says that. it. <laughs> and like, what the hell are you talking about? She's like, yep, food poisoning. She's like, they told the family and that's it. And she's like, 
she moves on very easily. She moves. She's moved on before she even gets back to Nigeria. <laughs> she's not bothered by it at all. And so Corday has been like this whole time, like Googling pictures of like the wife and her Instagram and seeing their kids and them at the beach and their wedding photos. And she's like tearing her hair out over this. And like, she looks at the news reports and sees like somehow, you know, Ayula isn't like even named in them. And she starts like trying to say to herself, well, maybe it was just a coincidence or this or that. And then, like, somewhere in the back of their, her mind, she's like, even if it was, like, food poisoning, I know for a fact she didn't call for help. Right. Yes. Or not, she didn't call for help in time. In time. Yeah. Yeah. So she's like, at best, she just sat there and watched him die. At worst, she poisoned him. Well, she also describes how, um, I think it's that scene where she says she can almost see her sister watching him with, like, interest and curiosity, like, just watching him die. Yeah. Even sort of would get her off. <laughs> And then we learn this as she's preparing for a date with Tade. Like, Tade shows up and she's like, yay! Yeah, Tade the fool comes back because he's been calling, right? And he's been asking Corday, like, where her sister is. Oh, yeah. He wants her to sort of play interference for him. And she's kind of like, because he has to know that Corday liked him. I feel like he'd have to. Yeah, which is kind of like a cruel thing then. Like, if you're going to date the sister, do you? Yeah. But, like, why keep bringing Corday into the middle of it? Especially after his you ain't shit moment. Right. Like, then come to me and be like, hey, can you talk to your sister for me? It's like, no, right. fool. And I think it's it goes back to this idea that Corday uh, thinks that Tade is a good guy. And Tade probably thinks that Tade is a good guy. Because he's like, oh, okay, I apologized. Um, so, we cool. Can you help me out, like, with your sister? But Ayula just thinks, like, oh, he's just another man. <laughs> exactly. Because there is, like, a there is a pattern in this where, like, you know, all the main characters are just kind of, like, shit. Except for Luthar. <laughs> How do you say it? Mutar? Mutar. At least in um, the audio. <laughs> uh, because it's, like, they have that scene that's kind of, like, harrowing where she gets pulled over by the police officer. Oh, yeah. And he, like, shakes her down and she's, like, freaking out. Um... And, you know, we don't really know a whole lot about Finney, but it kind of seems like, I don't know, like at least one of the earlier guys wasn't like super great to her. And, Mm -hmm. you know, Corday has all this doubt. So it's like time and time again, we see like men letting these characters down like over and over again in like all these different ways. Uh, Even Mohammed was like cheating with the two (laughs) nurses. And I just can't get over how much she described how much she stank in dirty water. And I was like, what are you fighting over him for? Uh." Yeah. So, yeah. So the boy Yega, that's the man who who died of the food poisoning. Mm-hmm. And, like, I just like how when Boyega dies, Corday realizes she can't possibly, she's not entirely sure that knife stabbing is her sister's only M.O. <laughs> right. She's, she's like, like, oh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> she might be branching out. So, because she adds, apparently she has a notebook where she adds. So that's why we don't know how many victims she has. In fact, and I asked Molly this before they started. So their father was a terrible man. Yeah, and that let's is, get into the dad. Yeah, their father was a really terrible man. He was abusive. He cheated on his wife very publicly. When um when Ayula had a friend, a boy, a little boy came over to talk to her, and like once the boy left, he beat her, called her. <clears throat> and her, that's like a, like a really harrowing scene. Oh, it's really bad. Like the boy comes over and he's got like this decorative cane on the wall. Oh, yes. And he, they're, like, talking and laughing. As soon as the kid leaves, he tells, like, 
Ayula to like strip down. He starts beating her with the cane. Corday like runs over because she knows like she could take some of the lashes away from her sister. Yeah. The mom is somewhere. I think he, she she's like him to stop. She's begging him to stop, and it's yeah. not until Corday says that there will be marks that he stops. Yeah, because she, she's like, you know, she light skinned it. <laughs> there gonna be marks. And then it's like super chilling. Like the next, no wait, that's. Uh, he cheats on the mom and then the next day he comes down to breakfast and he's like hey great meal everybody oh yeah so he's he's just like, like... <laughs> he does these like wildly abusive things and then he gets over it instantly yeah uh, well they even talk about like the dog the dog accidentally peed in the house and the dog was never seen again <laughs> the dog was just gone and she's like looking at the pictures she sees the dog like they have a painting of their house or something yeah and the dog is in it and she's like I miss that dog <laughs> She's also like, why the fuck would you have a painting of your house of in your the house? house. <laughs> I love that. So the father, he he's very distant to them and he's like all about appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting because she kind of says like he's the only one for the longest time who never sees any difference between the two girls, like in terms of their appearance. Right. They just both kind of annoy him. <laughs> <laughs> so um, in a really early scene, in an early scene, the uh, when we find out how he died, we find out that the girls are kind of there and they see it and they don't yes. necessarily help. And so it's kind of like, you know, vague what happened because again, like it's Corday's kind of memories, but um, you know, they say, they talk about the blood and the study and how it's just kind of like they were there and they didn't, they didn't get help. Mm-hmm. And then she goes back and she kind of explains who he is, like, after she tells us how he dies. And so he has that cane. He also was the original owner of the knife that, uh, um... Ayula murders multiple people with. <laughs> murders multiple people with. And is also stabbed with later in the book. <laughs> um, and he, like, loved it. He's always, like, polishing it and honing it and, like, taking it out. And he's got, like, all these stories about where it came from. And so it seems like after he died, like... Corday like set fire to a bunch of his shit. Oh yeah, and um, Ayula like snatched the knife, and Corday didn't see it for a while until it came back out um, when she killed the guy. Um, and then there's, uh, it's kind of like you don't really understand. You know that there's a rift between them, and you know that there's some reason why they reacted the way that he died. And then it comes out um, that this older like chief came to their house one time. And he's kind of like looking at the girls and smiling and then they like bring him some food or something when he's sitting with the dad and he like mm-hmm. looks at Ayula again and like the smile kind of turns from like a kind old man to like, you know, lecherous and creepy. Yeah. And so they go out and when they come back, um, you know, we find out that the father's made this arrangement to kind of like sell his daughter to this, to this like creepy old guy. And, um, uh. That his sister, his twin sister, their aunt, sort of tries to come and collect Aula, mm-hmm. and Gorda gets the cane Gorda off the wall, the and, and she's the like, shit. "She's like, if you come near us, I will beat you with this cane, and I will not stop until he comes home." And yeah. she's like, threatens to bash this woman in. Yeah, and so she chases her out. And I can just be like, imagine a twelve-year-old just chasing after an old woman while swinging a bejeweled just stick. A bejeweled stick, yeah. And so the actual quote is he will kill us, Ayula sobbed. And the end of the chapter is not if we kill him first. Yeah. And so that's what we were talking about beforehand because we know that he's sitting there, he's dying, they're looking at him. And I think that happened like right after. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I think it's implied that they killed 
him. But I can't remember now if they were like clear or if there was a scene where they say it or they explain how. I don't think so. And I don't think we're ever told which one did it. Yeah. Because it's like, is this Ayula's first murder? Does Is Corday, is her, are her hands clean? Are her hands like, we thought she was like, you know. Just a bystander to all of this. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. She, has she, she does she have a murder? It. Yeah. So it's just interesting. There's a line um, Tade says. So after Ayula attempts to kill Tade, <laughs> he um, ends up stabbing her and they go to the hospital and um, they flip it around and she's like, she uses the whole self-defense thing again. Mm-hmm. And Tade, when all this is like, so Ayula's in the surgery room and everything's sort of calmed down. Tade confronts Corday and he's like, you're worse than she is. And she's like, there's something wrong with her, but you, what's your excuse? And I'm like, that's kind of right. Like, Ayula is clearly some kind of sociopathic. She's crazy. She's yeah. got some kind of personality disorder. She's a sociopath. She just does not, I cannot express this again. She just doesn't give a fuck. Uh-huh. But Corday is really invested and she's really working hard to sort of protect protect her from the consequences of her own destructive actions. She really True. needs to be stopped. I was still annoyed by at Tade for that, though. <laughs> but I was like, he's not wrong. You're not wrong, but I'm still mad that you're bringing that up. Now, after I tried to warn your fool ass that this shit would happen, and now you yeah. turn around, the real monster here is you, Corey. <laughs> I'd be like, enjoy your time in jail. Because he, he doesn't jail. Don't jail. Does he? I thought he lost his license. He lost his license, and he did a few months maybe a couple years in jail for like aggravated assault or something but he definitely went to jail (laughs) uh yeah they got his license oh you're right he had his license revoked and he has to spend a few months in jail for assault it could have been much worse but many attested the fact that he was kind and had never displayed a wit of violence still there was no (laughs) denying the fact that he stabbed eula and for that society demanded that he pay yeah so So. he definitely i mean she's right it's He's not on the bottom of the ocean with poor Femi. <laughs> He's not. Or wherever those other two. I guess they're all down there. Who do you think? Because, like, I try and I get really deep. And I'm like, who is worse? Ayula, who is sort of, you know, driven by whatever craziness is driving her. Or Corday, who should, in other terms, be mentally sound and knows it's wrong. But and you continues know what? to cover it maybe, up anyway. Maybe she isn't. Maybe they're suffering from the same kind of issue. Like, you know, the seed was their father and it's like manif- the same kind of like detachment from people, the same kind of like mistrust, the same kind of like, you know, everything for themselves um, or their loved one, you know, in uh, Corday's case. But uh, Ayula is just like manifesting that and stabbing people. <laughs> Corday is manifesting it and being like the, you know, creepy Bleach. stalkerish nurse. <laughs> Oh, who was also like, ble- <laughs> who's also bleaching the hell out of everything. So I think I think they're I think I think Ayula is worse because she's stabbing. But I I want to <laughs> extend the same benefit of the doubt to to Courtney. I really don't think she knows better. I really think that she's suffering from some of the same kinds of issues that her sister is. Well, it's funny you say that because I think that's the one difference is that Corday, like Corday is the only reason she has not been caught. If this was on Ayula, she'd be posted selfies, probably with a corpse in the background. Probably. Like who knows what kind of craziness would be going on? Because again, like that's what makes her such a good, she does not give a she fuck. She's single fuck. She's just running around. She's going on vacations, getting things from men, stabbing them, leaving them there. Like 
it's just so it's just so wild she's like kind of cold-blooded she is extremely cold-blooded whereas Corday knows like no you can't do that it'll look bad no but you're supposed to be in mourning it's like she's saying you can't do that it'll look bad she's not saying you can't do that because it's not right like i, I don't think she has the empathy there i guess because it's like you know we both said at the top of the episode <laughs> You know, my brother, my cousin, I love them. I love them. If I go over to their house, I see that they stab somebody. I'll be like, I'm going. Good luck with that. I left my meal for this. I, you know, I could still, I could reheat that, toss that in the microwave for a minute or so and be right back to where I was at because this shit is not okay. It's nuts. And that's why I think reading it the second time, uh-huh. knowing it was less about, you know, the actual murders. Cause I think people read into it thinking they're going to read, like read about the murders. Like it's going to be yeah. some like investigative TV, like, and you're not, the murders are actually very secondary to the book. It's these crazy sisters and they're really dysfunctional yeah. relationship. Yeah. So Tade, uh, yeah. I he felt just annoyed me the whole time. He didn't at first. Like, he he doesn't start off annoying. He just. I guess that's true. I'm annoyed as I think about it more. But I think it's just. She's a really good writer. I mean, the more you sit on it and think about it, like, she made us like this character, then he showed his ass. You were like, you know what? I want him dead. (laughs) I don't care if you get stabbed, Tade. I'm trying to see. It's a short book, but I'm trying to see if there's anything else. Oh. What was. Okay. I sort of hinted at this in the synopsis. What was Mutar offering? Was he like. I'll help you turn in your sister? Or was he just like, if you need... That I was kind of... Con- I was kind of confused about Mutar's, like, whole deal. <laughs> his whole drama. Like, his family drama, his messy family drama I keeps coming up. I didn't know if that up. really needed to be in there. <laughs> I know. a short book. Because <laughs> I'm like, what? I do like how they all accuse, like, her of, like, I guess... Witchcraft. Witchcraft of bewitching him. She's like, all I did was sit here and talk to the old man. Maybe yeah. you should try but yeah, he uh, his son has like forsaken the girl he was gonna marry, and he wants to marry this other girl now. And he's like, Mutar's like, that's fine, but I'm not gonna give you no more money. <laughs> well, and then it's implied that his wife is stepping out with his brother. Yeah, they messy. Mutar's yeah. family is messy. And I'm just like, what? I was trying to as short as this book was. If she's including this scene, it's for a reason. Yeah, like because she doesn't have a lot of space. It's like 220 pages. Yeah. It's so, I kind of was feeling, were you feeling like she and Mutar were like going to become a thing? I kind of like, thought they were. <laughs> I kind of like, thought it, they were going to end up together. <laughs> am I shipping it? Because he's like the only one who like defends her. He's yeah. the only one who like listens to her and asks her about her thoughts. So it's like, I like I would have shipped it. I would have because I mean, <laughs> he really paid attention to her. It seemed like he cared about her. He was the only one. <laughs> <laughs> Literally the only one. So, because uh, her mother, her mother was kind of drugged up. Her aunt was crazy. I like how she talks about like our aunt considers us her her surrogate daughters. We do not. Right. <laughs> it's like, um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Oh, I like there's a quote about a maga. M a g a. I can't remember that. It's just how she's talking about. Um, uh, it's when. It's a very minor thing, and it's when um, Boyega, the Saudi Arabia man, first picks up Ayula, and there's a mm-hmm. line. I just like this because of the current day politics, and apparently there's a word, uh, M-A-G-A, which means a fool who's been taken advantage of. <laughs> so she's like, I miss that. The more he talks, the more he reali- the more I realizes that I'm a MAGA, a fool who's been taken advantage <laughs> of, and I'm like, fitting. 
Perfect. Love it. I gotta start using that. (laughs) I don't know what language that's in, but I'll take it. Sometimes you just need a word to encapsulate (laughs) an idea. Um, Let's see. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. It's a short book. And I mean, like, it's it's pretty straight to the point. Yeah. It's like my sister. She kills people. (laughs) Here's how she does it. Here's Here's how how she she gets away with it. Yeah. I mean, the only fool who couldn't see it was Tade. I mean, apparently. And I guess the other guy. Yeah. Every other man she's murdered. That's fair. Peter is the only one we don't learn too much about. So the first guy you sort of touched on, like he was kind of slimy and Corday didn't like him anyway. So she believed Ola when she said it was self-defense. And then we've got Peter, who is number two, Femi, who is the third one, and then possibly Boyega. Yeah, I I think probably Boyega. Because what did she say? Like, (laughs) you know, how, what's the likelihood that a guy would just die uh, well, in the presence of a serial killer. In the presence of a serial killer. Uh, what's the, there's a line I quoted the first time I read. It was like, after three, they call you a serial killer. Like, three's the limit. Yeah. Now it's a condition. Now it's now 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 it's a problem. Now it's a problem. Now you get the Netflix show. <laughs> Those first two. Did you think of Dexter a lot while reading this? Because I kind of did. You know... I know that you're a Dexter stan, and I watched the first episode of Dexter. I was like, this is too much for me. <laughs> Stan's kind of a much. hard word. I watched the first two seasons, and then I just Didn't lost access. Did you like access. the books? I tried. I haven't read the books. Okay. Someone I'm, I knew in Como really loved those books. Oh, I know. Maybe I'll cut out her name, but our mutual friend from Kansas City also liked them. Could be then. Yeah. Because she likes, um, she also likes Psych. She also had a roommate though who like would just constantly watch CSI and I think it drove her slightly insane. Oh, I couldn't I couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> like I think this was used to be when Spike TV would show like eight hours of CSI in a row. And apparently this roommate would just come in and watch them every day. Oh man. And I think it, it broke something in her. It broke her. Yeah, it broke her a little bit. <laughs> She's just like, I don't care if you're dead, I don't care if you're alive, I just don't want to hear about the follow-up. So <laughs> Um, I thought of Dexter a lot though because like Dexter's whole thing is he has no emotion. He's a sociopath. And like, so he creates a series of rules because he feels the urge to kill and his adopted father picking up on that sort of gives him rules. Like, okay, you can only kill other murderers. You can only kill people who you know have done wrong and have gotten away. Like there's, I'm messing it up. Like some therapy or something. You would think, I think he was a (laughs) cop. He was like. He's like, we don't believe in therapy. <laughs> they either didn't believe in therapy or he's like, it won't work. So he's like, look, you're going to kill anyway. I'm going to make sure you kill you the right people. <laughs> exactly. So they set up like the rules and that's like Dexter's whole thing. And that's sort of what I thought about. Like, cause Dexter, like it talks about how he has this like dark passenger who compels him to murder and he has to fake actual real human interactions. So every time Ayula had to be stopped from posting something on Instagram, when she sat there, stared at her ice cream, sad because um she can't finish it. Oh, and this is the thing, this is what inspired it. And it maybe backs your theory about how Corday is just as messed up. They mm-hmm. describe at their dad's memorial thing, how they're wearing sunglasses to yeah. hide the fact that neither one of them are crying. Yeah. And that's a thing that Dexter says he does on the TV show. Like he goes to funerals, he wears sunglasses because he doesn't want people to see his eyes and see how he doesn't, he has no reaction. Oh, okay. Yeah. It it reminded me a lot of that show I brought up earlier, uh, Killing Eve, because it's like the, 
the female killer in it, um, Vanel, uh, Villanelle, she, like, there's no, like, <laughs> kind of redemption story so far. There's no, like, point to it. It's, she just likes killing. <laughs> And there's this awesome scene, like, I really want you to, I think you would really like the show. Uh, Sandra Oh is, like, amazing in it, and the girl who plays the villanelle is really good in it. I gotta check it out. And it's, like, there's this scene um, in the newer episode where she does something, like, really awful, and it's, like, really, like, sudden, and you're kind of, like, and then she kind of steps back and she kind of smiles at herself, and it's kind (laughs) of, like, she probably thinks that she did good right there, that that's growth. And then there's, like, this other scene where, like, every time, like, you think that she's going to go down this this kind of path of, like, oh, uh, maybe I should stop this or maybe I should do something else. She, like, like flips back into that, oh, I really don't give a shit. <laughs> it does something, like, astonishingly violent. So I kind of want to, jumping off that, mm-hmm. if you don't mind putting on your English major hat. Okay. Would you consider both of these characters static or dynamic? Like, do they change? In the course of this book. I don't think they do. Because I was like, yeah. It's, yeah, like that's usually why you read a book is to see a character's journey. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they really take one besides the fact that Eula murders yet again. Maybe Corday does and the fact that she stopped resisting. I think that's the, the only thing I can think of is like she's just sort of accepted it. Yeah. Like, oh, I guess my sister's a serial killer. <laughs> this is my life now. Yeah. Oh, Uh, there is no journey there's no redemption arc for either of them either they just sort of they start off in a shitty situation and they'll probably end up in a future shitty situation yeah until they get caught which seems likely because i I don't know those policemen that's true those police are stupid as fuck i don't know i don't know if this was like commentary or something but it's like every dude who walked in the house wanted cake And that cake sounded delicious. Every time they talked about cake, I was like, damn, I'm hungry. It's so good. Because that was the thing, like, um, well, that was another moment I thought was sort of semi, I was glad that Corday, because when Tade comes over, they get the cake for Tade and it's really good. And the mom says, oh, Oyula made it. And then um, when he comes back over and they get cake, Ayula's like, I don't bake for shit. Corday cooks yeah. all the food. She's like, don't expect me to be cooking anything for you ever. <laughs> no, no, boo. And it was and like the like, one oh. moment I think she shined in Tade's, like Tade's opinion of like that she felt like she probably had a moment in Tade's opinion of her. Yeah, Corday. Yeah. Yeah. Because it is very interesting their relationship. Like he's definitely keeping her around. She's cleaning for him. Like you said, she's cooking for him. She's like kind of like an ego inflator for him, and he has to know it. He has to. I feel like he, or he's, I don't, I have, he has to, like, cause I feel like, or they sort of hint at the book that like everyone acts this way around him. You know, that scene, do you remember that scene with the little girl and he starts singing and even the That's mother, true. the child's mother is like, oh, doctor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but nothing, I but I don't know, did the other nurses, the other nurses didn't seem to be. Yeah. They didn't seem to really give a fuck about him. <laughs> or anything. The one girl was trying to move her purses or her shoes, her shoes. <laughs> Like, when Corday becomes head nurse, she's like, who died and put you in jar? Yeah, the guy's like, actually. Actually, there was going to be a meeting about it today. I don't know. The other nurses were funny, even though I couldn't keep them straight. I couldn't either. There was like four or five of them, and I can't remember who was doing what. There was Yinka, Boonmi. I think Yinka was the real 
was the real, the real shady one. one. He was like, why they have your car, Corday? Yeah. Why police dropping off your car? And she's like, they only did this so they knew I wouldn't make a scene. So, oh, yeah. I don't know. So the police, I don't know. They probably, unless she like blatantly, she has, somebody else has to survive it. Yeah. Or she has to get like, someone else has to see her. Yeah. Place her at the spot. Otherwise, she just keep on doing this. She'll be a black widow. I guess so. That's nuts. <laughs> did you have any other thoughts? I, thought I don't he, think so. It was so short. It was very short. I yeah. did like how the reader's voice for Eula uh-huh. kind of changed. Like, it got more casual. Like, everyone else felt very, like, I yeah, don't know. Like, I see. Yeah. Like, Cordae's voice seemed very, like, you know, straight. And she's talking in a certain way. And she's very official, very clipped. Very loaded. Very loaded. And Ayula was like, Again, that scene where she was like, oh, Kodai was right. <laughs> oh, no, I stabbed you. I really prefer roses. I just love the balls to text back a doctor who sends you flowers. She's like, mm. <laughs> no, thanks. Exactly. <laughs> and then he time. brings her the roses. Yeah. He sends I mean, a shit ton of flowers. You can't be too bad at her. Like, she. Do you ever, um, do you ever read Six Brown Chicks? No, I haven't even heard of it. It's like every Wednesday they do advice. Oh, I've got to check that out. And one was like, this guy was like, uh, I'm Irish and it's my first time dating an African-American woman. And um, I'm confused about the gift policy. (laughs) The gift policy? I'm sorry. (laughs) He says every time we go out, I have to buy her, I have to bring her gift. I always have to pay for meals. Um, And uh, uh, he's like, when he asked her about it, she said that was just a, it was uh, an important part of black culture. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, is this true? They ruined that girl's whole setup, I bet. Her whole setup. <laughs> was like, like no, nah, Well, people responded, they were like, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely a thing. And I think that that would be, that would be Ayula if she wasn't murdering people. <laughs> Oh, just taking men for... I mean, she's doing that, too. She's doing that, she did, too. She got that trip to Dubai. She's she got like, those yeah, new braids. It's uh, it's it's part of my culture. Every time <laughs> you see me, you gotta give me a gift. Jewelry, watches. Something. You don't show up in Brandon. Oh, my gosh. I was trying to... It was just a wild book. So, I'm glad I did the audio. I did want to sort of, like... Last summer, I kind of got into a big kick on rereading things. And yeah. I found like I'm generally a lot kinder to things on a reread because I usually don't reread things unless I like them anyway. Yeah, that's true. That makes yeah. sense. So I was thinking that could be our question. Oh, do, do you, you reread? Books? Do you read? Do you frequently reread books? And if so, how does that change your opinion? Because oh, there are some people I know who never read. Like I used to never. I re-read. never reread. Yeah, I never what? do. Why? Is it just you don't get around to it or you just want to read new things? I think, well, I mean, we should talk about it in the episode, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> and I should probably think of an answer. <laughs> but I get, cool, we'll repeat it at the bottom of the episode. Okay. But yeah, so I don't know. It was just, I did that last summer and I read uh, uh, Night Vale. And I was like, you know what? I like this a lot better because I already know what I'm expecting. I'm answering the question right now. I'm going to stop. But uh, <laughs> but that was My Sister the Serial Killer. I yes. think we both recommend it. Yeah. It's, it's quick. It's it wasn't, quick. Don't go it, in expecting, you know, 
something bold and funny or something like that. It's more meditative. But there is a, a, a humor to it also, I think. Well, I mean, it has, like, it's, it has its dark moments and it has its, like, it's like literary fiction. I think it's people subdued. are... Huh? It's it's got a very subdued tone. Yeah, it's it's a piece of literary fiction. It's not like a suspense. There's no mystery. Yeah. There's no thriller element to it. You're not trying to stop her sister from. <laughs> you're not reading as she tries to stop her sister from killing people. It's just sort of like a character study yeah. of a woman whose sister is a serial killer. Yeah. So, um, so I would recommend it. It would it too. was on sale. It's not anymore. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it stopped being on sale after my previous blurb or promo uh, which sorry again oh maybe it'll come back <laughs> the audio was also on sale i think i got or maybe it wasn't maybe because i owned it oh you know when you, yeah when you own books you get them for seven bucks yeah i thought i had found a workaround when i was reading gingerbread uh-huh. and they're like buy the audio book forever except for only seven bucks i was uh-huh. like oh, they think i own gingerbread the book so maybe i can get the audio for seven dollars no no sweetheart they charged me full price. Oh, no. I turned around and returned that. I was like, ooh, that's going back. Yes, exactly. I was like, nope. They didn't even ask why, and I wanted to tell them, because you're misleading advertisements. <laughs> so, I feel like that's going to... Audible's already gotten a little bit of trouble, but I feel like they're going to get some trouble from authors, too. Oh, yeah. Because, like, they keep promoting, like, yeah, you can just easily return a book you don't like. That's true. <laughs> like, it's a library system. <laughs> <laughs> Don't like it? Ooh, Trade return, it in for another one. I return books all the time. I'm, I'm afraid they're going to like get me. Like you if know, I return too how many. They, how, when they do it is if you cancel that membership. Really? Oh, so if you do it, then. If you if you don't have a membership with them, it's a lot harder to, to return the book. Ah. Yeah. I didn't know Even that. Even books that you bought while you were on membership. If you put it on, if you pause it or you cancel it. That's just been my experience. Oh, I do know if you pause, you cannot return books during the pause phase. Like I wanted a book I wanted to return and I had to wait for the thing to come back, like for my membership to be active again before I could just like press the button. I guess they're like, well, we know we're getting your money next month. So sure thing. So. <laughs> Let us trade that out. Right. Um, they got sued, a class action suit. I saw that. They sent me an email. I didn't get the email. Oh really? Yeah, I got maybe an email. It's, maybe it's because I'm already on that like messy um, half-assed account membership, or <laughs> they're like we only get you one every other month. Maybe I don't know. Let me see. Because like now they have to you hold on to yours for a whole year. Where mm-hmm. apparently now did they time out or did they just not roll over? Like I feel like I don't it's very know. Fuzzy. I don't know because I never <laughs> with that. Oh, you well, because I know they only, they used to only let you have six, six. or something, right? Yeah. And if you, if you hit six and then your seventh month came, I don't know if they just wouldn't charge you or if they would charge you, you just wouldn't get that extra credit. I don't know what happened. That's probably like what that. got them in trouble. Yeah. And so now they're supposed to send a statement every once a month too, telling you like how many you have, what they're charging, all this stuff. And then I think you're able to keep credits for a year, but they still don't let you keep them even if you cancel. That's what gets me. Yeah. If I cancel like and I, I have credits, I've already paid for them. Yeah. So, get it together, Audible. <laughs> I think I'm due for another one in May. I think May 11th. Oh, okay. I just used two of them. <laughs> how do you go through so many? I'm like impressed. I'm like, oh my gosh. I look, you know how long it takes me to spend an Audible credit? Oh, because I, I got a long ass commute and I know I can just return them. <laughs> <laughs> I think the last thing I bought, let me see. 
I think the last thing I got, oh, was Cersei because it was on sale. I will buy those daily. Oh those yeah. Daily deals. I think the last thing I spent a credit on was the Peoria of the Orange Tree, and I haven't even started it. Oh. It's twenty five hours. Ooh. It's yeah. some fantasy thing. Oh, okay. I think I'm in <laughs> over my head. I think I might have to return. I'm intimidated already. You haven't even started it. I know. It's twenty five hours, and like I can't. Like, the house of Barrettmith has ruled Ineas for a thousand years. Like, there's a lot. Ooh. That's a <laughs> lot of words un- I don't know. Still unwed, Queen Sabran the Ninth must conceive a daughter to protect her realm from destruction. But assassins are getting closer to her door. E- I can't say half the name. <laughs> Ede Duran is an outsider at court, though she has risen to the position of lady in waiting. She is loyal to a hidden society of mages. E- I don't know what's happening. I don't know. <laughs> It's got really good ratings. It's a fantasy, oh, yeah. and it's yeah. And there's dragons in it. That seems to be the selling point. People are in uh, love with dragons. Well, you know that Game of Thrones is coming. It's back. coming back. I I heard people want uh, dragons. <laughs> are you excited? You watched Game of Thrones, right? Um, I've seen the last season. Uh, I read the books, and I really liked them. Again, if you're like if you're looking for an audible experience, <laughs> listen say? to those song by so like they are wild. <laughs> but uh, I read them, and then I've seen a couple episodes here and there, and I've seen a couple episodes. I think I've seen all the episodes of the last season. I don't know if I'm gonna watch it. I I, I don't know. I'm I'm just kind of like I think I think George is gonna put out the next book pretty soon after the series the tv series ends that's my guess because that's what i would do just to be salty because people are always <laughs> yelling at him on twitter like i can write in the winter and i'd be like fuck all y'all i'm rich i'm gonna write it when i want to i'm gonna write it whenever the fuck i feel like it like <laughs> like y'all i'm rich <laughs> let me say that all the time comment's got a book coming out um sorry i got distracted um Okay, so okay. I'm not big on the, but we're gonna have to do a fantasy at some point. And I cannot are. wait to see which one you pick out. I already um, picked out. I told you it's gonna be it's gonna be sexy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, sexy. Okay, we can handle it. We're adults. Because you know, there's one out there. I keep I keep seeing people are like fifth season, fifth season. I'm like I'm like. And case got one that's CXC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's hype up one that probably doesn't get talked about a lot. I think that mm-hmm. helped us with the Beverly. We got so many listens on Beverly Jenkins episode. Did we? And I don't know if it's like, and I think that's great. I think it's because it was Beverly Jenkins. But also, probably, like, good. Yeah. Now I need to go read this book because she does. That one does not get enough shine. Yeah, and that it's was the a, best. That was a great book. <laughs> the best I am one. Low key jealous that you got it signed. <laughs> I'm so happy. I <laughs> so happy. Uh, and I got her new one signed too arcs of her new one yeah okay so danielle what are you currently reading okay i let me see i got a list so i'm very happy to announce Mm -hmm. that i finally finished bear town (laughs) i finished it and then literally (laughs) thank you for the claps literally two days after i was done reading it my hold on the audiobook came through and i was like you're too late (laughs) you're too late libby i'm done that's like this, I'm like this would have been helpful six weeks ago, but because thanks. you were you were scamming, you were Kindle scamming to get it done, right? <laughs> My Kindle had been locked for like since February, like, and then I tried to turn it on at the hotel because I was so happy. I was like, yes, you could finally get updated. They're gonna charge me for the Wi-Fi. 
I was like, F that. So, <laughs> so yes, my, um, my Kindle was on airplane mode for the entirety. Should I be staring this? Well, let's get it out. I think most people know, mm. they know how to, if you download a book, but, um, so yeah, my Kindle had been locked. So I'm finally finished Beartown. I gave it four stars. I would recommend it. The, you went on a whole ass journey with this book. Because <laughs> I was going to DNF it, right? <laughs> yeah, you were. Oh, here's my log. I started it on February 17th and I finished it April 6th. Well, you know, sometimes it takes a journey of a thousand miles. Danielle starts with you finally finishing Beartown. <laughs> yeah, and it was good. The problem is things don't kick off until 40% of the book. So like that's just a long time to ask people to wait. So um, then I read. Okay, I read a couple. <laughs> They're all romances. Uh, I read "Love Will Always Remember" by Tracy Livesey because I met her at KissCon. She was very nice, and I realized I had her book sitting on my Kindle, and I was like, I need to read this. <laughs> um, she tweeted me. She I think she follows me on Twitter now, which is a oh. lot of. I don't need these. These authors follow me on Twitter. It's some pressure, I know, girl. It's I'm like, not funny. Molly's the funny one, y'all. I'm not funny. Yes, you are. <laughs> I think every day about how people are following me and I'm talking about whether or not I'm, I'm literally tweeting Sterling K. Brown whether or not Randall wears a wave cap. <laughs> <laughs> That's the level of stupid. But like your tweet yesterday, like I ca- I'm like, look at Molly's calling us out. Look at it. Oh, at work. <laughs> <laughs> look at you check a Twitter while you are at work. And I was like, oh my gosh, she got me. People that were was mad. a good tweet. People were mad. You were attacking people. It was too early for that, Molly. I was right there with them on Twitter. <laughs> um, I reread A Princess in Theory because I'm rereading the whole series because, of course, I am. She got some art commissioned for the third mm. book. I'm getting that shit framed. It was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I read another one called Princess of Zamabia by Delaney Diamond, and I had to go on Google because Zamabia sounds like it's a real country, and I had to do... It's like, I, this, you put it on incognito mode, you're like, is this a real country? I, I, I didn't even have the decency to go incognito. I just, it's now attached to my account. Me doing, like, at least five to ten Google searches to verify that this was not a real country. <laughs> Namibia is a country. And I think Zambia? Was Zambia a country? I don't know. See, okay. It's not, ultimately. So it's another contemporary romance. I gave it two stars. Okay. It had potential. Um, and then I read this one. And I okay. think I'm in the middle of reading A Duke by Default, which is the second book in Alyssa Cole's series after Princess in Theory. And The Right Swipe, which I got an arc of at KissCon by Alicia Rye. Okay. All right. So, oh, yeah. You were hanging out with her, right? Yeah, she was awesome. She signed the arc for me. She said oh. it was delightful to meet me. And I was like, oh, I'm a delight. Delightful. You are delightful. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I'm excited. So, that I one has a black woman main character. you your dress. Your dress is super cute. People love that dress. I was so flattered. I'm like, I'm not used to getting this much attention. And I think it's the color because other people had the same dress. Mm-hmm. But they had, like, black or, like, darker mm-hmm. colors. I got the cliche millennial color of rose gold. You know, I fucking love millennial pink. You saw my wedding? I don't give a fuck. That's cute. The dress was very cute on you and your hair was super cute. <laughs> Thank you because you know what? That was such a sham. I forgot <laughs> to bring a rubber band. <laughs> so we took the headband and we just tucked my hair into the band. It was cute though. We're like, and just, I mean, just, if you were looking for that uh, double spiral um what do you call it? Bobby pin that you probably loved and you were telling everyone how great it was. 
It looked uh-huh. like a double helix. Is it at your house? It, you left it in our mailbox. <gasps> I for, I did. Remember? Oh, it's yours at now. At the bachelorette party? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I guess it's your wedding present now. <laughs> yeah, I looked in there and I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> I have so many of those. I tried to buy them all when I could because I don't know if Goody makes them anymore. Uh, They're the best. They're screws for your hair. Yeah. Have you worn it? I ha- No, I haven't worn it. I, I mean, found I- it after after some time. Oh, okay. So well, shampoo it. And if it's fine, I'm telling you, it's great, Molly. <laughs> I will do that. But it's shampoo. Like, just wash it up. Just wash it's great. It. Yeah. I'll try it. <laughs> yeah my permission that for the trade for the book of yours that i still have <laughs> okay not a bear trade <laughs> um what have you been reading um so i am knee deep in these murder bot diaries that's what you said how are they going they're they're really good my i have so much empathy for murder bot <laughs> is it a bot that murders you explain this so it's like it's like assassin bots they're like out in space and it's like this hyper, I don't know what you call it, like when everything is like run by corporations, like futuristic, kind of like spacey stuff and they're all mining and shit like that. So this company has like the, they call them sec units, security units that are supposed to protect the assets of the company and the data that the company has when they go out mining on these remote planets. And so this particular sec unit um like has like a dark and shady past potentially <laughs> uh, but it also has like something called a governor unit in its brain that like kind of regulates its behavior and keeps it from like independent thought and punishes it like basically if it like steps out of line or does something it's not supposed to do so this one hacked theirs <laughs> because it wanted to watch tv so it just R- watches, relatable. It watches like just a ton of television. It's like this. It almost sounds like a K-pop like drama <laughs> called Sanctuary Moon that it's like super super invested in. And so like the humans around it, um, it finds like it's it's a really interesting kind of like look at like um, you know kind of social anxiety and like I love stories about like androids and artificial intelligence and all that. But basically like. It has, like, it's an android, so it's, like, cloned human parts with robotic parts. Um, So when people look at it, they think it's human, and then they start having, like, all this affection toward it. Because, fun fact, I think the author is British, so it has, like, this very, like, underlining, like, Britishism. I don't know what you'd call it. Like, everyone's a solicitor, or um, Ah. everyone's, like, you know, wants to be friends with the, the sec unit, and you know, wants the to make sure they're okay and feeling all right and just very polite. Um, even though it it is conflicted because it's like, oh, my job is like basically to shoot humans like <laughs> if they step out of line. So that's why it starts calling itself murder bot in its own head. And it's like it great. Sounds, it Was sounds that? like a Terminator. It sounds like a Terminator. Like <laughs> it kind of is a Terminator. Movies. Yeah. The Terminator like a, movies were told from the Terminator's point of view. <laughs> yeah, it's like if Terminator like just wanted to watch like um uh like the crowd on netflix (laughs) (laughs) i just really didn't want to be bothered by anybody and then it like meets this like super mega ship in the next uh book the second book that uh 
is like uh, like super duper powerful and all intelligent and everything, but it gets like very upset and anxious like watching a show about humans like doing deep space research on a ship similar to itself because it's like the uh, the humans get hurt and it's like there's some line where like a human dies and the spaceship is like so upset. Like Murderbot says, basically, like it did the equivalent of staring at a wall for seven point two second or seven minutes <laughs> and twenty seconds, while it pretended like it was working on calculations. And then they said that the human comes back in a later episode, and the ship was so relieved, like they had to watch it like fifteen times in a row. <laughs> so it's very, it's I don't know, it's 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 definitely like that kind of hardcore like space colony sci-fi with yeah. the android stuff but then it has like this like underlying like british like let's all like talk about our feelings <laughs> so i guess there's um four or five i think i'm i just finished the third one um novellas and then oh, i think okay. that there's going to be like a full proper book coming out like like an omnibus that collects all the novellas or like a full-length like full novel. novel. Okay. Yeah, I think a f- okay. I was really jealous. I was like, wow, Molly is knocking out these novels. I'm still on the dark tower series. Like, <laughs> They're pretty short. <laughs> okay. Every time I finish one of those dark tower books, I'm like, I need a break. Oh, did you see pet cemetery? I have it yet, but I need to know if it's good. I heard- didn't, but okay. you know what? So, um, shout out to ink to foam. I listened to their <laughs> episode of it and I'm like, Oh, should I see it? Did you watch it when you were a kid? Did you watch the movie? No, but I have seen like that scene where that little boy is on that field. And for some reason, a grown man can't outrun <laughs> that toddler <laughs> to this day. I'm like, why could he catch up to this little boy? I don't understand. But That's yes, I've seen that scene. Boy, Daniel. Um, uh, I remember, like, it came on, I think, like, it was, like, oh, network premiere or something, like, when I was a kid. I don't know if you remember this, when it was just in Kansas City, but it was, like, that one pushy kid in school was, like, my mom said I can stay up and watch it, so anyone who can't is a baby. <laughs> and, like, he dared everyone to go, actually, it was, like, these two twins, and they were both super mean and you know one of them because one of them one time we were at mizzou and they turned around they're like molly i was like who the, what the fuck but it was like one of my childhood bullies <laughs> so oh um, interesting uh, i'll tell you who it was later <laughs> I, was like, I was like where's your sister oh she goes to a different school okay but stay away um, from me yeah but they just uh yeah i remember like they love cousin skeeter and it's like if you weren't watching I what they cousin skeeter <laughs> What's that? I'm sorry. I hated Cousin I hate Skeeter. Cousin Skeeter. I hated, I hated that, that show puppet. so much. I was like, why the fuck is he a puppet? And why is everyone not talking about it? Right? But if you didn't watch what they watched, then they would like make fun of you because they wanted to talk, everyone to talk about it in music class on Monday. <laughs> so they were like, everybody has to watch Pet Cemetery, And I was looking at it. I was like, I don't really want to. So I didn't because I was like, I don't want to. It looks scary. Good for you. Oh my god, cousin Ske- Oh, I don't know why that show makes me so angry. I hated cousin Skeeter so much. I Every hated time cousin it came Skeeter on the too. air, goofy ass looking puppet, get out of here! And it's like I just hate. Okay, I don't like Muppets. That's the real thing. I don't like Muppets uh, or puppets. Do they scare you? No, I just don't like them. Like I'm not falling into this reality where humans and Muppets coexist. Like what's that new movie that came out? The Happy Time Murders. Oh yeah, I and everyone's like, that. oh, it's bad. I was like, of course it's gonna be bad. It had Muppets in it. <laughs> like. 
do you not like do you you have affinity for Muppets or puppets? You know, puppets don't bother me, but you know what used to scare me when I was a kid? Pictures of people on magazine, because I always thought that they were looking at me. <laughs> I did used to do that thing, like, they could see me. Like, their yeah, eyes. with their eyes. So, like, if, like, my dad is, like, a big-time lover of the National Enquirer, and I used to, like, turn them around. I would do that. <laughs> or, like, I would refuse to undress while the TV was on, because, like, I don't want them looking at me, even though I know yeah, intellectually. Even you knew. yeah. So I guess we all got our thing. I don't, I'm not afraid of them. I just, I'm against them. Like, I guess I'm, <laughs> I do not believe them. in puppets and I do not support puppets. That's fair. They so, are kind of scary. And it's like, I don't know what it is. I did watch Muppet Babies as a kid, but I could never watch the Muppet show. Like cartoons, uh, fine. You know, I have a theory that there's like a period of about five years. And if you were born in that five years, you have no affinity for the Muppets because there was not really anything yeah. There's no Muppet show or anything on that I can remember at that time. I remember Muppet Babies vaguely, like, renting that shit. Oh, I loved Muppet Babies. But it's like, there was no, like, Muppet show on at the right time. So, like, as an adult, I don't have the affinity for the Muppets that, like, my husband and his friends have. Oh, I don't need- I had a friend in grade school who loved them. And it was, like, the one thing I could not stand about her was how much <laughs> she loved, like, the Muppet shows. And she would watch all the Muppet movies. And I just could not get down. Like, I know- they're felt monsters like and they're just walking around <laughs> new york and it bothers me so i don't know what it is i'm against them as a whole <laughs> put a guy in a costume i don't know so. big bird was a guy in a costume and you know what? i don't mind big bird now that you say that because i guess yeah i guess he was a guy in a costume there we go yeah, see see yeah i don't know and i don't know i don't ask me to examine it because i have no rational feelings i just can't talk about it. <laughs> you're oh, just against them i do want to call you out go Speak. for it I did not know you knew the series of books of uh, with the blue aliens. Uh, Danielle, you told me about them in detail. I don't you remember telling me, you the title. You sent me several. Go back and look in our hangout feed. You you can look at pictures. You sent me a couple of image covers because they were. So I get this thing on Twitter where Molly has the title series title in all caps and then all me tagged time. underneath it. And I was like, yep. I'm I'm called out. I mean, you said it here. I thought it was fair game. <laughs> <laughs> You're free to make fun of me. You know, I just spent like 20 minutes talking about how I was crying about a murder bot. So that's not the thing. same as <laughs> blue alien <laughs> sex books. Oh, I, I did discover other people who had heard of them at the con, so I felt oh, yeah. a little less weird, but I'm like, this is so weird. It's said it's your people, Danielle. Everyone acknowledges, everyone acknowledges that they're insane. So I'm going to read one of them. No, Tell me please. the best one to read and I'll read it. <laughs> I'll read it read. before our next episode. <laughs> That's a Patreon episode. <laughs> oh my God. That would be actually... If we had a Patreon, that's the one I would, that's the only instance where I would like willingly share one with you and say, let's read and discuss this <laughs> would be for podcast content because they're bonkers and they're insane. I think that's how they came up. They had a whole panel on books that are just like nuts. I think that's where they came up. <laughs> it was called Bananas Books. <laughs> so, okay. I just wanted to call out. I was like, I don't recall sending you cover art, but it's I guess there. I did. <laughs> It was like the Christmas one and one or two others. It like, stuck she... in my mind. I was like, how does she know the name? Who told mm-hmm. her? You told me. 
you go back and listen. I don't remember which episode, but you definitely <gasps> told me. Uh, they're all starting to blur at this point. This is our 28th book discussion. Is it? Damn. Yeah. I, was, I thought we were like 15. <laughs> We've had a total episodes more than that because of the bonus episodes. Uh-huh. But like just book discussions, this is episode 28. Wow. So. No one's in- more surprised than me. <laughs> Not including the double episode. Like, the double episode, I counted as one episode. Like, Zane, yeah. Yes, addicted. <laughs> like, you were like, that double episode. <laughs> Say it, girl, Zane. Zane's addicted. Zane's addicted. Oh, my gosh. You know what? I was... <laughs> this is off topic. It's just me shitting something else. Never mind. Shitting on something else. Let's not do it. You can tell me offline. Okay. Um, I think that's it. I think so. We, ha- we have our question. Do you reread books? Mm-hmm. If not, or if so... Why? What's your yeah. reasoning behind your answer? How does it change how you review, or, you know, on second or third read? How, yeah. do you change, how does it change? Because I just recently started rereading and I'm like, oh, you know what? I kind of like this. Mm. But I also don't like what it does to my good reads. Like, I like seeing different covers uh, stack up. I don't like seeing, I don't know. We'll get into it in the next episode. We don't need to get into it now. Yeah. Um, is there anything else? I think we're set. I think we're set. Um, yeah. We will tweet out the question as always you can mm-hmm. find us on black chicklet at on twitter at black chicklet i need to i messed that up completely that's i wasn't right. looking at the outline and that's what happens uh, yeah you can follow us on twitter at black chicklet on instagram at bcl podcast and visit us at blackchicklet.com. oh if you have questions or comments you can email them at contact at blackchicklet.com. Um, And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes and Google Play. That helps other people find us, and it helps helps us go up in the ratings and things. So yeah, definitely. it's cool. It helps us get out there. Um, um, go ahead. Thanks to Sweet Forty Five for use for our theme song Jones In. You can find them on SoundCloud at https colon forward slash forward slash SoundCloud dot com forward slash Sweet Forty Five. Sweet spelled with the U. S-U-I-T-E. S-U-I-T-E, yeah. I don't know if we've ever, <laughs> I don't ever know. pointed that out. It's I not think like we sweet. have. Okay, good. Not sweet like the candy. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good ass point. <laughs> that's, that's three good ass points this episode. I'm on a roll. You are on a roll. Uh, all right, guys. Thanks for listening and bye. Bye. Bye.